to the Success is Subjective podcast series brought to you by the College Parent Survival Network, presented by Lilly Consulting. I'm your host, Joanna Lilly. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Brandon Slade. Brandon was born and raised in Boulder, Colorado. He struggled with academics throughout high school, but it wasn't until he attended college as a student athlete that learning became significantly more difficult. He recognized that his brain worked differently than those of his peers, and he did not know how to successfully balance sports, school, and the social aspects of his collegiate life. After struggling academically and getting diagnosed with ADHD, he finally figured out ways to implement habits, routines, and learning strategies that enabled him to succeed as a student. Now, he graduated with degrees in early childhood education and special education, then received his master's degree from Arizona State University in special education, and then also earned an educational specialist degree in school psychology from the University of Colorado. Since recovering from academic setbacks his freshman year, his focus has remained the same. Understand how the ADHD brain works. After teaching special education for 12 years, he founded an educational startup called Untapped Learning. So Untapped, formerly known as Stride, opened in 2018, and their focus parallels his own to help students with executive functioning challenges, specifically ADHD and dyslexia. Now, Untapped currently mentors hundreds of students with executive function challenges and has centers in Broomfield and Centennial, Colorado. However, they work remotely with students all over the U.S. Let's not wait any longer. This was a really exciting interview. So here's Brandon. All right, Brandon, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm flattered that, that I get the opportunity. So thank you. <laughs> Uh, well, it's all because when we, I think it was during our initial conversation where the kind of the light bulb went off where you were telling me kind of some of your own story and that made sense for me, like, oh my gosh, I have to have you on the podcast. So I'm, I'm grateful that you took the time, but let's just dive right in. Why don't you tell the listeners, where did you actually grow up? And then what were you hearing about post-secondary education? Like, what were you hearing from your family as well as kind of the community in which you were raised? Yeah, so um, I grew up in Boulder, Colorado, and um, kind of spent close to my whole childhood there. Spent a little bit of time in Memphis, Tennessee, but um, close to my whole, whole childhood there. Yeah, I grew up, grew up with ADHD, and so I had a lot of challenges associated with that throughout middle school, high school, and we'll get, get to my college in a second. But, um, you know, Boulder County is a college town, and so so many college towns across the country, you just kind of get the idea that that's what you do. Like, you go to high school and you go to college. I mean... I know we work with kids across the country and so many kids we work with in college towns, it's like their high school sends 99% of kids to college. So I had that side of it. And my mom was a social worker and very educated as well. But I had the other side too, where my dad actually um, owns a glass shop and I have an uncle in, you know, who's an electrician. And so I had a lot of the trade sides as well. They made very good lives for themselves. And so I kind of had both sides that I saw. And, and so um, for me, I knew I wanted to go to college, or at least I thought I did, but I saw that you could do very well without that college degree. That's pretty nice to actually be able to see that, right? And especially, like you said, like growing up in a college town where it's like you look around and everybody is like a professor, right? Or a student or, you know, like has some tie at uh, like on, on some capacity, whether you're an alumni or whatever, most likely to that college community. Um, and so to be able to then also experience not just 
relatives that are in the trades, but like you said, that they've created really good lives for themselves. I think that's so important because there is such a stigma that like working as an electrician is less than, well, actually you can make, I think an electrician makes a heck of a lot more money than I do and probably works like half the, t- the amount of time that you know I put in. So it's one of those situations where it really feels like it's all about perspective. It's, it's so much about perspective. And, you know, there's jokes in our family um, where my uncle, who's an electrician, he used to have to take the back, the cargo elevator in certain buildings because, you know, people, you know, like business in the buildings didn't want an electrician be, to be seen there. But then we knew his salary was met much higher than so many of those people in that building. So there is a really weird stigma. And um, I'm, I'm, I've always been a huge fan of the trades and, you know, getting a skill like that. And if you are fortunate enough to pair it with a college degree, if you understand how to be an electrician, but you also have that business side, I mean, now you, now you have something really special going on. Yeah. So having kind of had that contrast that you were raised with, I'm kind of curious, like what did you end up doing for kind of your post-secondary path? And then talk to us about like, what was that transition? Like whatever it was that you did. Yeah. So, um, I'm one of those people with ADHD who self-medicates through movement, meaning especially growing up, I would never stop moving. And so um, sports was a big deal for me. I loved everything to do with sports. Every every second I got, I I wanted to be moving. So um, I actually went um, from high school. I I went to Ohio um, to play college football. And so going out there, um, going to a new environment, like so many of our kids do. And then you go from this like small sheltered place to this college campus and now you have demands athletically, you have demands academically, which are much more challenging. You have social stuff. And as soon as your life gets less structured, um, I fell apart. I fell apart with my ADHD and I struggled so much academically. Um, one of those people, you know, the ADHD failout rate is so high and kids we work with executive function challenges. It's so high of, of our kids who fail out of college. And, and um, I was there. And so... Um, you know, I was very lucky that I did have the supports in place being an athlete, but um, I empathize with so many kids because you go there and there's just so much going on. If your executive function skills are weak, you fall apart. And, and I've lived that. To me, too, and, and help me wrap my head around this, because, you know, I think that, I mean, I was not a student athlete in college. Um, so I'm just so curious. I always feel like the what I have heard and what I've known is that you're you're so scheduled down to like the time that you have to wake up. Um, was that was that too much? Like you said, like you just had all of this that was kind of thrown at you and you fell apart. I think my vision was that, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, I always envisioned student athletes being the type of people that ended up Um, really like having the best structure, right? Like almost doing better in college because they have so much structure, but you're saying that it's really a part of the ADHD and just like everything that was kind of coming at you. Well, so that's a great point. And so I did have a ton of structure on that side of it. However, on the other side of it, where I had a 10 page research paper due on Friday and um, you know, I had practice and weightlifting and, and, and all the stuff. And I want to hang out with friends and, and th- things like that. That's the side of the stuff that did not get done. So I, you're right. I did have the structure, but the academic structure, that's the skills that I lacked. You know, I was the kid chugging Red Bull in, um, in the library on Thursday night at, at midnight trying to get this paper done, um, like so many of the kids we work with. And it, you, it just, it piles up. It's that compound interest thing. And by October, November, you just, you just fall apart. You just can't do it anymore. 
Wow. Okay. So that was quite the adjustment for you, right? Like culture shock. Um, and so, so what happened, right? Like you said, like, look, in terms of the athletics and the social scene, like it was quote unquote fine, right? It was okay. But the academics is where things really kind of fell apart. So talk us through like what, what happened next? Well, so again, I was very fortunate that I did have some supports in place. I know um, at Untapped, we work with so many um, kids that don't have those supports and we see so many kids bomb out. I'm sure, I'm sure you see this all the time in what you do. Our failout rate for people with our brain makeup is very, very high. But um, I was fortunate enough to have mentors and have certain people in my life who kind of coached me through like, okay, there's a paper due on Friday. Maybe you should start a few days in advance. Try doing this on Monday. Or, you know, this teacher offers office hours. Maybe you should go in and you're good socially, but you're not good at sitting still and being quiet. Maybe if you go into office hours, you will have more support. So I was lucky enough where I had some mentors in my life really coach me through how to do school and how to organize my life. That's pretty fortunate. Here's the like little um, kind of flash of what's ahead because you talked a little bit about Untapped. I'm going to actually, we'll, we'll get back to the work that you're doing because that's super exciting. We're going to do like the shameless plug opportunity. <laughs> but, but before we even get to the point of where you are now, why don't you just fill, fill in the gaps in terms of like beyond college, what, what happened next for leading you up to where you are now? Yeah. So first of all, it's not a linear path, right? We've all, we all blow up our life over and over and over. So it sounds like this nice, like stair step thing, but it's always two steps forward, at least one step back. But um, so how it worked is, you know, I um, decided that I wanted to work with kids. And so I uh, got a a degree in special education and in, in early childhood thinking I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. And then I did my student teaching and realized I wanted nothing to do with those kids. They are out of control. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so, uh, so I decided to teach middle school, but while I was teaching middle school, I got my master's from Arizona state in special education. And then I kept working and, um, got another graduate degree at university of Colorado, Denver, and, um, took, because I, I wanted to be a school psychologist. Um, so, you know, I started just really, really getting into what is going on in the brains of these kids, because some of our ADHD kids and kids with dyslexia and anxiety, they're some of our most intelligent kids and, I really wanted to figure out why they were so intelligent, but why they just could not pull it together in school. And that leads to where you are now. And I appreciate that you actually even just said like, life's not linear, right? Like, duh, such a good reminder. Thank you. I I kind of teed you up to like, make it seem like it was this seamless (laughs) escalator, like leading up to like where you are now. And as we know, true to form for everybody, but especially for somebody that has some sort of, you know, like ADHD or some, some experience like that, it's a heck of a lot harder. Um, so what happened next? Well, so, so just, just to touch on that real quick. Um, it is a constant daily battle. Like, you know, I'll give presentations or, or do, do, you know, talk to you or people like that. And sometimes you do get having ADHD, you have this like kind of like imposter syndrome in the back of your head. You're like, wait, I didn't get out the door on time this morning. Like, like who am I to give this talk? And like, so, so just, you know, to all the, to, to anybody who's listening out there, just want to make sure you have a ton of empathy with yourself and know that um, it's a constant battle. And the fact that my brain works differently is actually a huge gift in the real world. 
And that's always the message to kids is um, the fact that you think differently is brutal in school. It makes school so hard. Um, but the fact that you think different in the real world can be amazing if you learn how to discipline your gift. I love that. All right. You're listening to the Success is Subjective podcast, and I'm your host, Joanna Lilly. As a reminder, if you've missed any past episodes, you can catch them on Apple Podcasts. My guest today is Brandon Slate. Okay. So jumping back in, um, I think what's also important for me to highlight too is, you know, not only did you turn all of your educational experiences into this really neat business that you've created, but I think what you have created also is a little bit of a, it's a standalone, right? There are, I hear parents all the time. They're like, I need, I just need to find an academic coach, or I just need to find an executive function coach, or I just need to find a mentor. And often what those resources look like is maybe an hour a week, a check-in. A lot of it's really self-driven from the young adult. And, and again, when I'm talking about parents reaching out to me saying, I need this for my college student, because again, that's who I work with, but I know you also work with adolescents, is um, parents get frustrated. I'm paying you to help my young adult. How come, how come I'm not seeing results? Right? How come you're? How come you know the amount of time it's not really producing what I thought we would actually see? So I think it's actually really important. I typically with guests, I'm just like you know, tell me the name of the company that you work for, what's the title, and then you know, like kind of give us a a one sentence. But I think it's actually really important for you to to dive deeper into the nuts and bolts that makes up the work that you're doing. Yeah, well, well, thank you. And what you said is so important. So if you do have an executive function challenge. Um, these kids need so many touch points, right? It's not this like one hour long thing. And then like, Oh, it's just going to stick with me for the rest of the week. Like we need multiple checkpoints and multiple reminders. So it's not only having a mentor that does that, but it's also setting up whether it's electronically reminders in your phone or other reminders in your life that can kind of spur thoughts. So we need a lot of touch points. And that's why these kids can be so exhausting to parents. Um, you know, and so, so it always, whether it's through untapped or someone else, it's always good to have mentors in your life. But, um, so, um, untapped, um, it was just kind of a little, while I was teaching special education, I thought it'd be a fun little side project where I put, put to home Depot and put down, ro- rolled out one, some of that little fake turf and, and threw the football with kids while learning Spanish type stuff. Cause I know our kids learn differently. And I know our kids get so tired of going from doctor's to office to doctor's office because you start to internalize that something's wrong with you when nothing is wrong with you. So we wanted to create an environment that was a little bit different for our kids. They just learn different. There's nothing good or bad. It just is. So uh, what we do is we do executive function coaching with kids. So planning, organizing, but we have multiple touch points. So they'll meet twice a week outside, um, you know, whether it's virtually or in person. And then we do have a homework center as well because the other side of executive function is you do need accountability. So um, everything we do, and I know successful people with ADHD do, it's through the Navy SEAL mentality, discipline equals freedom. If you're disciplined, ADHD is a huge gift. You have all this freedom. If you're undisciplined, it eats you up. So you do need someone in your life to hold you accountable. Um, and now that, that's kind of my big recommendation for whatever path you decide to go down. Well, I think that's, I, gosh, there's so many things that you just said that, uh, can you actually repeat the exact expression that you just said about, you know, um, discipline equals freedom? Because I think I almost want to do this like pregnant pause moment, like say it again. And it needs to be like, 
Let let that sink in because that is so real. And so many parents don't realize too, and young adults, that accountability is really the baseline for being able to to thrive, not just survive, but thrive, right? Like you as an adult, you yeah. have to be accountable. So so can you can you let us in on that expression again? Yeah, so I think actually Jocko Willick, who is a uh, Navy SEAL, so he, so they, they have this mentality: discipline equals freedom. There's, there's the pregnant pause for you. Um, and so, um, and so I, you know, they use that as a way to organize their life, but I don't think they realize how incredibly important it is for if you are a neurodiverse person. Meaning, if I'm disciplined enough to lay my clothes out before bed, I have the freedom in the morning to get out the door on time. If I'm disciplined enough to get a workout in, I have the freedom to have attention for the rest of the day. So um, when we work with like college kids, if they're disciplined enough to go to office hours for 30 minutes with their professors, well, they just saved about an hour and a half of task initiation, figuring out what to study and maintaining focus because they're in that structured study session. So what we, you know, everyone thinks routines is going to make their life boring. However, it has the opposite effect. It decreases anxiety. It increases attention, learning memory and retention. So many of our kids are so talented outside of school. We want them to have more time to do that, whether it's athletics or music or art or the creative world. So that's why we really preach that is we want you to have the freedom here. I love that. Thank you for, thank you for sharing that again and even sharing more detail. I mean, I see it so often where it is like that, the lack of discipline on the, on the proactive end, like you said, it just eats you up because now the entire system. And when I say system, I'm talking about your academics, your home life, you know, like just everything feels disheveled and rushed. And like, it's, it is an issue and there never feels like freedom because we haven't planned. Absolutely. Well, and there's an 80% correlation between ADHD and clinical anxiety. If you have ADHD, you're 80% likely at some time in your life to have high, high anxiety. Well, we're always running behind. Someone's always yelling at us. I'm always rushing. I'm always, something's always lost. Something's always gone. But again, if I can set up these structures in my life, the fact that my brain works differently, the fact that I think differently, I mean, um, you know, it's estimated that in between 60 and 75% of CEOs and entrepreneurs who are successful have ADHD because their brain works differently. And that's a huge gift in the real world. However, you have to set up these disciplines and these routines first, and you have to have someone you care about hold you accountable here. Wow. Okay. Holy moly. All right. So I'm just going to ask you this question point blank because I ask all of my guests and I feel like it's really appropriate to ask it now. Do you see yourself as successful? I listened to a few of your podcasts <laughs> and I honestly, because <laughs> I, I, I kind of had a feeling of what's coming and that is such a good question. I, I, I've gotten stuck on that over and over. I could argue both sides very well. You know, we want to help as many kids as possible. We want to help as many people understand that the fact that they're neurodiverse is a huge gift. And so in that capacity, I want to be more successful. I aspire to be more successful. But I think anybody in any field who's genuinely trying to help kids is successful. So whether that's just someone who's who's helping one kid or, or you know, babysitting their cousin or whatever, I think if you're trying to help kids in some capacity, I would um, view that as a, as a success. Well, and if you could give then one piece of advice to a young adult, because here I am even just reflecting in this exact moment, 
for somebody who struggled initially in in his first college semester in the academics like sphere, right? In in that realm to have turned it around, right? You created your own discipline, you made some changes and you were able to not just graduate but graduate multiple times with different degrees each program to leading you to this position where you are now having create untapped what advice would you give to a young adult right now that's struggling and i say young adult and feel free to also use that of like anybody that you're working with because i think it's we can we can lump it together with some of you know the high school students or even middle school students right that you're kind of connected to so just if you could give advice, what advice would it be? Yeah, and, and I want to make something clear too, in case anybody is listening. It's like I didn't just turn it around. Like like it wasn't just it was it was a constant. Like even when I went to grad school, then I struggled. When I, it's just so there's always been a constant. But just kind of understanding like the basics and the high level stuff, you can start to formulate your life in a little bit of a way that you kind of start to understand themes and what's what's going to help your brain. Um, so if I had one piece of advice for kids, can't cheat the question and give two. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I know this is cheating. First one, have empathy with yourself. You do not fit the school system. You are not a sit still, be quiet, learn type person. We do not make excuses. That is not anything you can say like, it's not fair. I don't have to do my homework because I don't fit the school system. Because if you can figure out how to reverse engineer a system you don't fit into, well, you're going to change the world. So it's not fair. Have empathy with yourself. That doesn't matter. We're going to figure it out. So that'd be the first piece of advice. And then the second one, um, I would pick one thing and start to build in a routine around that. So I always look for the fire. What's what's going wrong? And I start to build a routine around that. So if you're out the door late in the morning, well, figure it out the night before. Um, so I would pick one thing and build in a routine. So, so it feels so simple to hear that, yet it is so profound and also so challenging, right? It is so hard. Right. I'm even thinking like right now, I'm like, I don't have ADHD. And sometimes I struggle with that discipline. Like it is just, and so to have empathy towards someone that identifies as neurodiverse, right? Like that's, it it just is right. Like you said, it's not good. It's not bad. It's not, you know, you're not different quote unquote. It, It just is what it is. And that just means that life is a little bit more challenging for you. And now you have to actually do work differently to make it work for you. That's the, that's really put it. There is no good or bad. It is what it is. Like I would never try to sit down and read a book. That'd be ridiculous. My attention's too poor. But I can devour research through audible and pacing and walking around. So again, it's not good or bad. It's just it it is what it is. It's just something that I had to learn, and that's how I got through grad school. So um, yeah, it, it is what it is. And you are exactly right. Like people, I'll talk about this in presentations. People are like, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna go start a routine, and their kids go crazy, and they're like. What are you doing to me? Well, you can give it time, give it patience. We all miss stuff. I remember, um, you know, our, our, our young child was struggling sleeping and we didn't know what to do. We went to the doctor and they're like, yeah, you should have a sleep routine. I'm like, oh my gosh, I talk about this nonstop. Right. So I, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even see that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So that, that's where I'd start. And then one thing to consider as well, you never want to make this too complicated. You want to start really, really simple and start to, you know, celebrate and feel good when you get through like, it sounds ridiculous. This, but laying my clothes out before bed, you kind of got to celebrate that and like feel good about yourself. So you keep, keep it going. Um, but when you're starting routines, one thing to think about is the concept of the lead domino. So what's the one thing that you can do that makes a lot of your life easier? So the easiest example here is um, an exercise routine. 
Well, if I exercise, well, I don't feel like eating like junk. I have more energy throughout the rest of the day. I know I learn better. My retention's better. So that's the kind of lead domino that I could, one thing I can do to make my life better in a lot of different areas. I like it. Okay. Well, I don't even think that, you know, it's evident in this short amount of time that you, you know, the statistics, you know, the data, like you've lived it and like what you've created is really impactful for who shows up right to work with you and your team. And so I think it's just like the mic needs to drop right now for (laughs) people to just connect with you immediately. So how can, you know, if somebody's like, Oh my gosh, Brandon, your story is my story or it's my son's story, you know, like whatever, how do they connect with you? Yeah, so the easiest way is to go to untappedlearning.com. Um, we work with kids all across the country, but um, we're, you know, our, our main headquarters are in Colorado. And then um, in the show notes, I can include my email as well. So anybody can can email me. It just just if they need anything, um, we try to we try to help whoever we can. I so appreciate that because honestly, what happens, what I've been hearing at least from some of the other guests on the podcast is that they're, you know. People are contacting them to learn about their programs, right? Or inquire whether or not they would be a good fit, you know, to getting the support that, you know, whatever it is that the guest offers or just to connect, right? It's just like, I I heard your story. Thank you for sharing it and like having an opportunity to connect with somebody that feels like, like, look, you're, you're older, you've done this. And I appreciate you paving the path for me to now actually look up to you and make changes for myself. And I think that's, I mean, I imagine, I don't think, I I know actually that you're going to get people that will reach out to you through both or for both reasons. Well, thank you. And again, I know my specialty is ADHD, but kids with anxiety, depression, dyslexia on the spectrum, we all struggle with executive function skills and our failout rate of college is way, way, way too high. And um, we have, we are losing some of our best and brightest right now just because they haven't figured out some of this, some of this stuff. So again, if there's any way I can help anybody, just please let me know. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. it for this week's success is subjective episode stay tuned for our next episode where you can bet it'll be another amazing human sharing their very personal story with the world you can follow me joanna on instagram at lily consulting and on facebook at lily consulting llc most importantly though check out the resources link on my website at lilyconsulting.com and that's l-i-l-l-e-y consulting.com or you can just search on google for lily consulting you can also download and subscribe to listen to the successes subjective interviews on any popular podcast app such as apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, soundcloud spotify stitcher and tune in radio make sure you check out the show notes where you'll find contact information website details links to articles and all social media for our guest thank you our listener for tuning in and remember there is no single path through life success is what you make it 